Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Sustainable Brown Girl on WQEE 99.1, right here in Noonan. I'm your host, Ariel Green. This Sustainable Brown Girl show exists to provide representation for women of color in the environmental space, to highlight their stories, and to educate the masses about how to be more eco-friendly every day. Last week, we talked about simple steps to be more sustainable, and you heard tips from past guests of the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. If you missed it, you can catch up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Just search for Sustainable Brown Girl. This week, it's just going to be moi, and we're going to be dissecting the slogan, Reduce, Reuse, Recycle. We've all heard that slogan, right? Reduce, reuse, recycle. These are known as the three R's of waste management or sustainability. And it's honestly a great starting point to becoming more environmentally conscious. Reduce reminds us to buy less so that we have less to throw away. Reuse reminds us to use items more than once before throwing them away. Recycle reminds us to send the appropriate items to be remanufactured into something new. Typically, those are like glass, plastic, aluminum, um, those types of things we can recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle is an easy to remember phrase to help us think more about the waste we're creating and to help us think twice before we throw something away. So when we talk about getting rid of a piece of trash, we often say, throw it away. But where is a way? It has to go somewhere. Usually, that place is a landfill, where items we've deemed to be trash will very slowly rot for weeks to hundreds or even thousands of years. Landfills are basically dumping grounds for all of our trash. It's the oldest and cheapest form of waste management. Landfills aren't inherently evil. It's just the sheer amount of waste that is produced and sent to landfills every day has gotten out of control. It's estimated that the average person generates over four pounds of trash every day. And that's about one and a half tons of solid waste per year. So think about the things that you're throwing away every day. Is it food packaging, actual food waste, paper towels, empty product containers? When we throw trash into landfills, they are slow to decompose due to the fact that the trash is typically tightly wrapped in a plastic bag that limits the ability of natural decomposition to occur. Since the natural decomposition process can't take place, instead, greenhouse gases such as carbon dioxide and methane are released into the atmosphere, leading to a more toxic environment, both locally and globally. Not to mention, some landfills leak toxins into water sources, and it's one of the biggest sources of soil pollution. Have you ever seen a couch or a TV sitting on the side of the road 
waiting for the dump truck to pick it up and haul it away to the landfill. Can you imagine what that couch and TV look like in a field full of trash? How is that going to decompose? How long will it even take? Of course, we need a place to dispose of our trash, but we can be more conscious about what we throw away. Most items can avoid a fateful demise of being sent to a landfill prematurely. It just requires a bit more thought and effort. The three R's, reduce, reuse, recycle, is a great starting point. But there are several more R's that can be considered when trying to limit your waste and avoid sending unnecessary trash to the landfill. Although there isn't a formal consensus on which R's are the true front runners of sustainability or even how many should be in- included, I've chosen eight R's that I think should be considered in an eco friendly lifestyle. First up, is rethink. We've been so conditioned by society when it comes to consumerism and how we think about waste. When we consider how we consume and where we produce the most waste, then we can begin to see where we can make changes. Before buying something new, we should ask ourselves if we really need it. Before we throw something away, we should ask ourselves if it can be reused or repurposed. One action I took at the beginning of my low-waste journey was to do a trash audit. (laughs) So a trash audit involves you going through a week or more of your trash and basically taking an audit of what you're throwing away. When I did it, I found a lot of packaging waste, mainly from eating out as well as too many paper towels, junk mail, and some food waste. It sounds gross, and I mean, it is gross. Highly suggest wearing gloves when doing a trash audit. But um, it helped me to see in its raw and smelly form exactly what I'm sending out to rot for hundreds of years in a landfill. Now, some things may not end up in our trash on a weekly basis, but I'm sure many of us have been in a position where we're moving houses or need to clean out a specific room or closet, and in the process of doing so, we end up with bags and bags of quote-unquote trash, full of stuff that we forgot about, things that are broken, things we no longer need or shouldn't have even bought in the first place. That's usually a rude awakening to the sheer amount of things that we can possess without even realizing it. So rethinking the way that we've done things our whole lives, the things that we've been buying that we don't need, or just even how we dispose of things. By doing a trash audit or maybe even cleaning out a messy closet, you can get a better idea of maybe, you know, where you can cut back and you'll be able to rethink the way that you've done things, you know, your whole life and how it can be wasteful. Um, So that's a very important first step to being more conscious about our impact on the planet. 
So once we've looked at our purchasing habits and have identified ways we can cut back, now is the time to start refusing. So if you're a recovering impulse buyer who loves a good sale, then unsubscribe from email newsletters. When you're out at a restaurant, refuse the straw that's offered with your drink or bring your own. Take reusable bags with you to the grocery store so that you can refuse plastic bags. When you're tempted to order out for dinner for the third time in a row, when you have food at home teetering on the brink of expiration, refuse to open the DoorDash app, Ariel. That one cut deep. That was for me. We can also refuse items that come in plastic. For example, when choosing which pasta sauce to buy at the grocery store, opt for the one that's packaged in glass rather than plastic. We could more easily and safely reuse a glass container rather than a plastic one. And if it needs to be recycled, typically glass is more likely to actually be processed at a recycling facility. So often we are offered free things that we're just going to take home and toss in the trash. It can be uncomfortable at first, but get into the habit of saying no to things that you know you have no use for. When refusing isn't always possible, the next best option is to reduce. One of the biggest places I think most of us can reduce is food waste. An estimated 31% of food is wasted on a retail and consumer basis, according to USDA's Economic Research Service. It's not just a matter of wasting money on food we're not eating, but it's also a waste of resources such as water, energy, and labor. RTS.com reports that wasting food contributes to 11% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. By meal planning, eating out less, and buying food locally, we can reduce our food waste. A lot of waste comes from packaging as well. By choosing items that are package-free or even buying things in bulk helps reduce how often we're throwing things away. By opting to buy a five-pound bag of rice once a month rather than buying one pound a week, you're reducing how much packaging is being disposed of. Back before the pandemic, I would buy staples like oats, rice, sugar, and flour from Sprouts because they offered them in bulk where you could bring your own bag and fill up on however much you need. This is a great way to avoid packaging waste. When thinking about reducing our waste, it's good to also look at the products we use on a daily basis to see where we can cut back. For example, if you use body wash that comes in a plastic bottle, consider switching to a bar soap that is package-free or wrapped in paper. You can often find locally made bar soap at farmer's markets. Beauty products in general are often large producers of waste. Reduce how often you're buying clothes, shoes, housewares, and electronics. We don't need to buy a new outfit for every event or the newest phone model. If you really do need to buy something, try getting it secondhand. 
There are so many ways to get clothes, furniture, and electronics without contributing to the creation of new items that will eventually end up as waste. After we've reduced how many things we're bringing into our homes, it's time to start thinking of how we can reuse and repurpose the items we now have. Taking, for example, the glass container that once held pasta sauce, we can wash and reuse the jar to hold the oats that were bought package-free from Sprouts. I also like to use the glass jars to propagate plants or use as a vase for flower cuttings. There are so many ways to reuse glass jars. Another way to reduce waste is to avoid using single-use items. For example, if you tend to pack your child's lunch using disposable sandwich bags, consider switching to silicone bags, which can be reused over and over again. When I did my trash audit, I noticed that I was going through tons of paper towels. I would use them to dry my hands after washing them, to clean the countertops, and during mealtimes. In a household of two adults, we would go through a six-pack of paper towels in one month. So to reduce my paper towel waste, I ended up hanging a towel in the kitchen to dry my hands on instead. Later, I purchased some reusable paper towels or unpaper towels to use during mealtimes. And to clean countertops and spills, Swedish dishcloths are perfect. They're washable, can replace up to 40 paper towels, and can be composted at the end of its life. So I do still use disposable paper towels for drying meat and cleaning the toilet. (laughs) But these days, I use less than one roll of paper towels a month. That's a big difference. The downfall, you guys, of reusing items is that you're going to be doing more washing, be it laundry or dishes. It is somewhat of a convenience. Like, I'm not even going to deny that. It's so much easier to use disposable sandwich bags because who wants to worry about their kids bringing them home at the end of the day and then it's just more stuff to wash? I know, I totally get it. But I will say that you do get used to it. And honestly, it brings me joy to use my reusable paper towels and my reusable sandwich bags and, you know, just having these items that I reuse over and over gives them character, you know, and it's just something that that adds a little bit of joy to my life. <laughs> so maybe you'll experience that too when you start using reusables more often. Along with reusing things is repurposing. Instead of throwing out an old dresser, repaint it and give it new life in a different room, or remove the drawers and use them as planters. I used to have a black shelf that stored CDs and DVDs. When I got rid of my collection, I spray painted it teal and turned it into a book um, into a book and knickknack shelf and moved it from the living room to my bedroom. 
So there are endless ways to reuse and repurpose many of the things that we think are trash. Repairing items is another one that I think goes hand in hand with reusing and repurposing. Repairing could be as simple as sewing a hole on a shirt or more complicated, such as replacing a broken chain on a bicycle. I mean, maybe it's not that complicated. I'm sure there's YouTube videos on it. But, you know, sometimes we just have to, you know, put a little effort in to repair things to save ourselves some money and to divert a little bit of trash from the landfill. It's so easy to want to throw out something that's not in tip-top shape, but usually things can be repaired. And if you're buying new, if you have the luxury of being able to afford high-quality items, it's best to invest in things that will last a long time and to take care of what you do have. So look, there are times in which you need to buy something new, especially when you're first starting on your sustainable journey. We're often quick to run to Amazon for pretty much anything, but there are other options to easily purchase eco-friendly alternatives. My favorite place to shop is earthhero.com, where sustainable living is made simple. Earth Hero has everything you need to get started to maintain an eco-friendly lifestyle. From reusable produce bags, to cleaning supplies, to those unpaper towels I was talking about earlier, to clothing and phone cases, and so much more. Before you shop anywhere else for earth-friendly products, check Earth Hero first and use the code SUSTAINABLEBROWNGIRL for 10% off your purchase. By using this promotion, I do receive a bit of commission, which goes towards keeping us on the air. Again, that's earthhero.com with 10% off using the code SUSTAINABLEBROWNGIRL. If you're just tuning in, I'm Ariel, and you're listening to Sustainable Brown Girl on WQEE 99.1. We're talking about how the slogan, Reduce, Reuse, Recycle, is just a starting point to minimizing waste. But there are several more R's to consider. Next on our list is rot. I mentioned earlier that the USDA estimates that 30 to 40% of food produced is wasted at the retail and consumer level. We've all done it. Forgotten about the bag of spinach or bunch of green onions in the back of the fridge until it's gotten slimy and smelly. Tossing that in the trash and sending it to a landfill means that it won't be able to safely decompose. Instead, it will slowly rot and turn into greenhouse gases, which contribute to the warming of the planet. According to DoSomething.org, Americans generate over 20 million tons of food waste each year. If we composted that food, it would reduce the same amount of greenhouse gas as taking 2 million cars off the road in one year. Guys, we really need to get better about overbuying food and failing to meal plan and stick to the plan. Dang it, Ariel. I'm sorry, that got personal. Food waste is something I really struggle with, and I know I'm not alone. But seriously, being more intentional about what we're buying at the grocery store, 
as well as understanding food safety labels, will help with food waste. Apparently, the best by date and best before date mean two different things. We often throw away food that's still okay to eat. So rather than throwing food waste in the trash, composting is a more eco-friendly option. Composting is the natural process of allowing food and organic materials to rot or decompose to turn into soil. The most commonly composted materials are lawn clippings, but you can also compost cardboard, paper, coffee grounds, eggshells, and of course, your fruit and veggie scraps. There are ways to compost at home with backyard composting systems, which is great if you have a garden or even some houseplants that you can sprinkle the compost on. But that's not everybody's style. So you can find other places to take your food scraps to be composted. For example, I drop my scraps off at the community garden, which they will then turn into compost to use throughout the garden. So while, yes, I may have forgotten to eat that avocado before it turned brown and mushy, but at least it's getting a second life. I don't know. But look, if there's no community garden near you, there may be a drop-off at a local farmer's market, or perhaps your city has some type of program available for composting. Reducing food waste is a big one. Not only does it save us money, but also food takes a lot of resources to create. And I know over the last year, we've all noticed emptier shelves in the grocery store. Now is not the time to be wasting food. So we can all be more intentional about the way we shop for food and how we dispose of it by rotting or composting. Next up is recycling. After we've rethought our consumption habits, refused and reduced the amount of things we bring into our homes, and after we've reused, repurposed, and repaired the items we already have, now we can consider recycling. Going back to that glass pasta jar from earlier, let's say that it's my sixth jar of its kind and I've run out of ways to repurpose it so I want to recycle it. Did you know that the EPA estimates that 75% of the American waste stream is recyclable, but we only recycle about 30% of it? 30%! That means that some of us are throwing away glass bottles and aluminum cans, two of the items that are most likely to actually be recycled and can be recycled over and over again. If a glass bottle ends up in a landfill, it would take 4,000 years to decompose. However, if it's recycled, it could be remanufactured into something else in as little as 30 days, according to a 2015 article from Keep America Beautiful. Plastic, on the other hand, is a bit trickier to recycle. There are so many different types of plastics. Hard plastics, such as bottles and containers or soft plastics like bags and wrappers. Then there's the numbered plastics ranging from one to seven, indicating the type of plastic it is and its recyclability. 
it does seem that numbers one and two plastics are most likely to get recycled. And also it should be noted that you can't mix soft and hard plastics in the same recycling bin. You should get rid of plastic bags at like Publix and Kroger. If you want to recycle hard plastics, look up what the symbols mean on the containers before tossing it in the recycling bin. Also make sure the containers are clean with no leftover food or drink inside. I was recently speaking to someone who used to work at the local recycling center, and he said that one contaminated bin could lead to hundreds of pounds of potential recyclables to be sent to the landfill rather than being recycled. Let's strive to not be that person who causes that to happen. Okay, I could easily do an entire show just on recycling, but I do want to acknowledge that recycling may not be easily accessible to everyone. Some cities and counties offer excellent curbside recycling, like San Francisco. However, other places, like the city where my sister lives in Florida, does not offer curbside recycling at all. And if you live in an apartment, recycling may also not be offered. But there are other ways to recycle, even if it isn't the most convenient. For example, here in Coweta County, there are several locations where you can take glass, aluminum, cardboard, and plastic to be recycled. Again, be conscious about what you're recycling. And if you're in doubt, it's probably best to just throw it away, especially if it's plastic. But for the love of the planet, Let's all at least recycle our glass and aluminum. Now let's talk about one of my favorite R's, recruit. We need more people to understand the importance of caring for our planet and doing what we can to reduce our impact. The more people that are aware and active, the more change can be made. I'm not saying that you have to go door to door handing out flyers about recycling, although that might be helpful. But leading by example is an easy way to start recruiting. When I use my cloth produce bags at the grocery store, it usually sparks a conversation. I've talked to several cashiers and fellow line standers about how the bags are a great great way to reduce plastic waste. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it's just enough to get people thinking. Lastly is remember. I was talking to my mom about this episode, and she suggested adding this final R. Remember that it has only been 50 or 60 years since our culture has shifted towards this disposable mindset. The last milkman delivery was made in 1966. Some of our parents and our grandparents remember returning glass bottles for nickels to buy candy. They remember using cloth diapers. They remember making and mending their own clothes. It wasn't that long ago. My Caribbean grandfather was a tailor and made my mom and aunts and uncles clothing. He had a garden in the backyard, and I'm pretty sure my grandmother allowed no food to be wasted. There's no doubt that Black people and other people of color, and even those with low income, have practiced many tips that I've talked about today. So while sometimes I feel like it's too much effort to wash out my reusable sandwich bag and I'd much rather just throw it away, 
I remember that my grandmother, my ancestors, did much harder things to just survive in this country. And in some ways, I'm on this sustainable journey just to survive on this planet. On that note, I hope you enjoyed listening today and are able to incorporate a few more R's into your daily life. First, rethink how you approach waste. Refuse anything that you do not need. Reduce what you're bringing into your home. Reuse, repurpose, and repair what you already have. Instead of throwing out food waste, rot it to make compost. Always recycle your glass and aluminum. Recruit more people to join the eco-friendly movement by leading by example. And remember those who came before us, as well as the generations that will follow. Even though this show is called Sustainable Brown Girl, and you've just heard my perspective as a Black woman, everything that was shared today can apply to anyone. We can all take simple steps to live more sustainably. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow me at Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the website at sustainablebrowngirl.com and send me any questions, comments, or topic ideas to sustainablebrowngirl at gmail.com. You can catch up on full episodes on the podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Until next week, let's continue to make better choices for the health of our planet and for the health of our bodies. Thanks for listening.